it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hello and welcome into Brewcast for Amazing Brew on the SB Nation Podcast Network as I am your host Luke Yardy along with Scotty White and here with you on Monday night, January 30th as we get set in a couple of days to turn the page to February, which of course is one month until March. Will we be seeing the Wolverines much in March? That obviously remains to be seen. Scotty White, what's going on, man? How you doing here tonight? I'm doing pretty well. Um, yeah, I mean... It's getting close to that time, and I think we we might be seeing them, but it might be in the NIT, Luke. And I well, I think that's a might at this point, yeah. man. Yeah. To to be quite honest with you, uh, this yeah, it, it's a struggle. Eleven and ten right now overall. They're five and five in the Big Ten, and I, I'm just gonna put it plainly, man. That was an embarrassing performance yesterday in Happy Valley. Yeah. Oh, it was, dude. I mean, I. I don't know why I even watched that whole game. It was incredibly painful. Um, the 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 lineups that were sent out there. I'm I'm scratching my head about that. The defense is just impossible to watch. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's been a. It feels like the season's been going on forever. Um, and and yeah, we're we're running out of time to to turn things around. Um, but yesterday was was. Definitely up there for one of the worst games in the Juwan era, I think, right, right up there with that Arizona State loss earlier this year. You know, I, I tweeted this out uh, yesterday that this this team isn't even, like, fun to watch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There, there's nothing really redeeming about yeah. it. The The defensive effort is, is an, an atrocity at times when they want to play defense, they've shown that they could be a really good defensive team. You go back to the Maryland game, you go back even to the Michigan state game. They played some really good defense, played some decent defense against Penn state the first time uh, that, that they played them. But I mean, there's an incredible lack of communication guarding the pick and roll. I mean, it's almost like an elementary school team at at times trying to guard the pick and roll. Um, And, and offensively, there's not a lot of off ball movement, right? You you know, Juwan comes from the NBA. It's a lot of high pick and roll stuff, which is, which is, you know, fine sometimes. Uh, But they, they, I feel like they don't use jet utilize jet a lot in that high pick and roll, or at least enough, right? Like that is, that's a lottery pick wing 
that you mm-hmm. have. If you're going to run that stuff, like when you watch the NBA and you see all these teams, you know, and all these, you know, stars that, that are putting in 40 points. Like, I feel like we've seen more 40 plus point games in the NBA this year than we ever have. You know, and it's because the usage rates are through the roof for the for the stars. They get them in the high pick and roll sets and they let them go to work. Whereas Michigan, you know, and part of the thing is Jets best ability is catch and shoot. So you, you kind of pick your poison there, right? If you're Michigan, are, are you trying to run? you know, high pick and roll with Hunter and Kobe and trying to let, you know, Kobe attack off the pick and roll. Maybe you get some, some help from Jets side. He's open for, for a catch and shoot three. But if you really want to be effective in that type of offense, your, your best player has to be utilized in the pick and roll. And I feel like Jets not doing that a lot. And and when he is, there's zero off ball stuff. So it's just not, it's not good basketball to watch a lot of the time, man. Yeah, it's, it's really not. I think the only fun part about watching it is sometimes jet for example the beginning of the penn state game i mean the defense was really bad as usual but but michigan was hanging in there um i mean jet howard started the game six of six had like 13 of the first 15 points i mean he can go on some crazy shooting runs where he's just not missing anything including the deep ball um but yeah i mean you think about you think about the the advantage that obviously Hunter Dickinson's numbers have been down this year, but you think about the advantage that Michigan still has with him on the floor. You you see why his numbers are down. Every time he catches the ball down low, he's swarmed by sometimes four people, usually usually two or three people. Um, but I mean, it it really creates a lot of of openings at other parts of the floor, and Michigan's just not doing a good job utilizing that. Um, a lot of times they're, they get good looks and they're just not hitting them. Um, but I mean, that's something that, you know, a, a team should, should really be able to use a, as a strength. You know, you, you've got a really good big, he's still getting a ton of attention. There are a ton of open players and, and they're just not utilizing that as well as I think they could be. Um, and, 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 and like I said earlier, dude, the, I don't understand why Will Shutter was not in that game in the first half. He was healthy. It's he came crazy. in at the end. I, I don't understand it. Um, it's crazy. Like he yeah. will Shedder Cheddar must be the world's worst practice player. That's the only mm-hmm. thing that I can think of. Like yeah. how how T will get so many more minutes than him, particularly because of what he brings on the defensive side, right? Like there is such a bad lack of communication from Michigan on the defensive side, but when he's in there, he's communicating the entire time and you see it immediately. The defense picks up because he's telling everyone where they need to go. You know, like he's obviously not perfect, but he's the only guy who's really communicating out there. Get that guy on the floor. And he does so many other great things. He averages eight minutes a game. And, and he understand. he impacts it some of the the most you know probably third most on the team it feels like at times so I don't know man I'm at a loss for for why that guy is not getting more minutes it makes no sense to me yeah I mean his his plus minus is great uh, Michigan usually does really well with him on the floor I mean he hustles harder than it seems like anybody else does seems like he cares seems like he wants to be out there um, and and it's not like like the Penn State game made no sense to me like it wasn't like like Michigan was down by 30 points the entire second half like he like Juwan took a lot of the starters out and was and was getting guys it it looked like he was putting Cheddar in like as a as a you know bench player that doesn't get any playing time except for when those type of games happen that's not the type of player he is he had right it looked like he was kind of 
you know, getting up to the point where he was going to get some more minutes. And then, and then that happens. I, I genuinely just can't wrap my head around that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I keep saying after all of these losses that I, I I'm going to expect him to play more in the next game. But at this point, I, I don't, really at this point you can't expect that legitimately. Yeah. You cannot expect it. I, I, yeah. And I don't, and um, Michigan's running out of chances. And the thing is the thing that's so upsetting about it too, is the big 10 sucks this year, dude. I know, it's not man. a good conference. I mean, Michigan doesn't play another ranked team. So you look at the schedule and you're like, I mean, there's a lot of chances for wins here, but it's been so bad. They've only played one ranked team in Big Ten play, and it was Purdue last week. It's 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 incredible. Man, you, you think about it, right? And I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So you've got, you know, uh, a preseason National Player of the Year candidate, Hunter Hunter Dickinson, coming back for his third season. You've got a guy who's going to, a wing, a two guard in Jed Howard, six, eight wing. Who's going to get taken in the lottery in the NBA. You've got Kobe Buffin, Buffkin, excuse me, a five-star recruit. Um, and, and this Michigan team like that alone is you're, you should at least at minimum, right. You sh- you should be looking at like a 10 or 11 seed in the NCAA tournament. Like we've yeah. seen, we've seen stars, carry much worse teams into the NCAA tournament. Michigan might make the NIT at this point. Like at the end of the day, and he's, and he's earned a lot of leeway has Jawan here. You know, he's, he's won the big 10. He, he went to the elite eight in his second year, went to the sweet 16 last year. His job is not in jeopardy, nor should it be, you know, at, at this moment. But given all that, this is one of the worst coaching jobs you're going to find, to be quite yeah. honest with you, to to, to put it point blank. And, and save me all the nonsense. Oh, they got so many new guys. It's going to take forever to to get the chemistry. I hate that because, number one, that was a choice, right? Like, like yeah. that was a choice to, to construct the roster this way. If he had wanted legitimately uh, guys like Brandon Johnson and Zeb Jackson to stay – he probably could have got that. Like his philosophy the last three years has been to go out and get a transfer guard. Now, how much different does this team look with Jalen Llewellyn? Didn't look that great with him running the offense, to be quite honest with you. And look at the roster construction. You don't really have another point guard on the roster other than Doug McDaniel. Kobe's a natural two guard. So, I mean, he can play the point, you know, if need be. But at the end of the day, the, the roster construction is poor. The rotations are poor. The defensive effort is – there's just so much poor. There's, there's just not much that this team does very well right now. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and the tough part about it this year too has been it seems like the games that Michigan has almost played the best in are, you know, the ones against Virginia and, and Purdue and Kentucky. You know, when they're playing the, the best teams they're going to face and they're coming up just short, North Carolina, they were yeah. right in that one. Um, yeah, I mean, you look back at the game against Purdue on Thursday night, Michigan's without their best player, Jet Howard, and and they were they were there. They were you know competing. Uh, I think it was it got it down to a three point game there at the end. Um, and you you know you, I'm I'm almost thinking like you know maybe if Jets in this game, Michigan finds a way to win this. 
Um, and then it, it's really inconsistent still, um, big similarity to last year. Um, but yeah, it's the schedule. I mean, like I said, there's a lot of, there's a lot of spots for wins, but I, I think Michigan's got to look at, I want to say there's 10, 11 games left. I feel like they've only got room to lose maybe two more of those to have a chance at this tournament. Well, well, here's my, here's the biggest issue right here, Scotty. And you kind of pointed out it's at the big 10 is garbage. So yeah. even, you know, getting these wins, because where Michigan stands right now uh, is they are 83rd in net ranking. 83rd. Like yeah. they are sandwiched between Utah Valley and UC Santa Barbara in the net rankings right now. Wow. Yes. They have zero quad one wins. They are 0 and 8 in quad one games. They're yeah. 4 and 1 in quad two, 2 and 0 in quad three, 5 and 1 in quad four. Like it's just, it's not a resume. And you, you take a look down the line. Like, where are the good wins going to come from? You know, you yeah. your uh, road games are at Northwestern, at Wisconsin, at Rutgers, at Illinois, at Indiana. Uh, maybe you can win a couple of those, even if you, you know, they're not great wins. Home games mm-hmm. against Nebraska, Indiana, Michigan State, Wisconsin. I mean, there's just not a lot of great wins left to be had on the schedule. Like, it, it's going to take a huge push down the final, uh, you know, part of the regular season here and probably a win or two in the big 10 tournament to even have a conversation that they're on the bubble. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I will say earlier, I said, there's no ranked teams left as of today uh, with the new rankings, Indiana's 21. Um, so play them twice. But other than that, yeah, all unranked teams, not a lot of good chances for good wins. Um, and, and even if there were, I mean, Michigan hasn't showed us, any reason to believe that they have it in them to come out and win eight or nine of these last 10 games and then make some noise in in the big 10 tournament. So it's certainly going to be a a major uphill climb. Um, Yeah. It's, it it could be a long month for sure. It, man, it's just so disappointing, right? Cause this team should be so much better. I mean, you think like you said, they absolutely blew the Virginia game, obviously, Uh, had a chance to win the Kentucky game down the stretch, played North Carolina tough, but you've got none of those wins. And at the end of the day, how do you get that? I mean, you can't just scrub that loss to central Michigan off, you know, either. Oh yeah. That's dragging them down quite a bit. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, it's incredibly disappointing. Uh, I, I don't know. It feels like to me, and I don't know, maybe this will change because last year, you know, Michigan was in a somewhat similar position, obviously. I think they had some better wins at this point in the season, mm-hmm. but they needed they needed to do some big things down the stretch of the season to get in the NCAA tournament, and they make a run to the Sweet 16. And, yeah. and I, think, I think if Michigan were to somehow, someway make the tournament, say they go on a run the way with the Big Ten Championship or whatever, if they were to make, like, they're talented enough to oh, do yeah. that again, here this year if they lock in defensively but but again this team has been so inconsistent it's hard to envision a, a scenario where that's a reality and and it feels like over the last few years the the program has just kind of continued to get worse e- each year yeah yeah I, I i have noticed that trend as well um yeah they were able to pull it off last year and and we're see we've seen spurts of it like you said i mean that maryland game um to open up the real big 10 schedule obviously it's the game with minnesota before that uh but i mean lights out shooting and and lockdown defense for a blowout win like they they can put it together 
it happens. And, and uh, to be honest with you, <clears throat> that's what, that's what, like, as a, as a Michigan fan, that's what has me, you know, having that little bit of belief, like, okay, we can still make the tournament. Um, like logically, I know that that's probably not the case, but as a fan, just knowing that at any one of these games, we've seen some good things that Michigan can do. Um, but unfortunately it just hasn't been happening consistently enough. Um, and last year we, we kept hoping that it would get consistent. And it, I, th- I think for the last 10 games of the season last year, Michigan went win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. Um, and, and obviously that's not going to cut it, uh, down the stretch here. So yeah, it's, it's, they're going to have to become consistent real quick and consistently good, uh, cause they're certainly running out of time. Yeah, and they've got one win in conference on the road. Like, I understand it's hard to win in the Big Ten, but yeah. absolutely blew the Iowa game, you know. Oh, my gosh. That one, uh, yeah, that one keeps me up. That, that one hurts. A piss-poor outing in the first half against Maryland to start that game, um, and then just didn't even show up in Happy Valley yesterday. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know, man. It's it's frustrating to watch this team, to be quite honest with you, and to follow them. It really is, and, and it doesn't get – much easier on the Northwestern's in second place in the big 10. Um, But I will say, I think that that's going to be Michigan's best chance for, you know, to get things rolling with a, with a road win in the big 10, just because usually Michigan fans, they, they make it out to those games when Michigan plays at Northwestern. Um, I'm going to go to it. I'm going to try to provide Right, Michigan. I did see. I did of, see uh, that you were uh, you yeah. were a little on the fence after the performance yesterday. You know, I I was just because I'm gonna have to sit in the Northwestern student section, and I'm just gonna be like, if we lose, like, I hate being around opposing fans. If Michigan yeah. is losing, like, it is it is the worst. Um, but you know, obviously, at the end of the day, I'm still gonna go, gonna go support the team. Maybe maybe bring a little good luck charm, and I'm hoping that all of the Michigan fans in the Chicago area will make the trip out there too. Well, I, I certainly hope you can do that, man, because Michigan's going to need a big push uh, down yeah. down the final stretch here. But uh, just a little blitz episode uh, for you here tonight, not going the uh, the full length here this week, but uh, a good one. Had to get some stuff off our chest about this Michigan basketball squad. Yeah, definitely. We've we've got we've got about a month, a little over a month left of the season. Um, fingers crossed that Michigan makes a turn. Um, but yeah, we'll be back next week, and hopefully we've got some wins to talk about. Yeah, and hopefully we'll we'll probably talk a, a little more in depth uh, coming up next Definitely. week. Well, Scotty, before we let you go, where can we find you on social media? You guys can give me a follow on Twitter at Scotty White underscore. All of the basketball stories right now, and a little bit of football, and all the podcasts are posted on there. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Giardi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. Follow the Maze and Brew show page as well at Maze and Brew. Subscribe, rate, leave a review for all of our podcasts here at Maze and Brew. And a lot of great stuff on the site here this week. We'll be back for my partner, Scotty White. I'm Luke Giardi, and we'll see you next week on Brewcast.